Welcome to Grace 360, a vibrant discussion on issues of diversity that we hope is engaging, biblical, and slightly entertaining. The goal of these podcasts is to create a healthy, honest, and helpful discussion for Christian educators, parents, and students from a biblical perspective on current cultural issues relating to diversity. Diversity, for our purposes, is related to the acrostic grace, gender, race, age, ability, culture, and economic status. While we don't have all the answers, we hope our discussion is thought-provoking and helpful. Welcome to Grace 360. Welcome to Grace 360, a podcast about giving you a lot of different things to think about dealing with the issue of diversity. Uh, This is a dialogue with a group of friends talking about issues of diversity. We are Christian educators, and uh, this is a program that hopefully will be beneficial to other people in the Christian educational realm or just people who are interested in understanding more about the importance of diversity. We want to introduce ourselves each individually, tell you a little bit about us and how we got together. So who's going to start us off? Well, I'm Jenny Brady. I am the director of diversity at a Christian school in the Dallas area. I had the unique privilege of growing up as a missionary kid in Honduras and Central America, moved back to the United States for college, eventually graduating with a master's in sociology, and also have the incredible blessing of being surrounded by diversity, diversity of thought, diversity of experiences, and diversity of perspectives. My name is Tamarcus Raglan. Um, I'm from Garland, Texas, and I, too, work at a Christian school. I was a former youth pastor, and I've just had the ability to grow up also in a very um, diverse community. Uh, Being African-American, growing up generally in a pretty diverse area culturally, and then going off to school in a predominantly white town and school really helped kind of create and give me, I would say, unique opportunities that has allowed me to flourish in the spaces that I'm in today. And so, yeah, I'm excited to get started. Hi, I'm Cindy DeLeon. I'm also a Christian school teacher, and I have the privilege of teaching history. And I was born and raised in Miami, exposed to an amazing amount of diversity for anyone that has ever been there. And that allowed me to learn about all sorts of people and to also observe how sometimes that creates tension and how, as believers, we have to approach that and what we need to be doing with that as far as how we approach our classroom. Awesome. Yeah. And my name is Dan Panetti, and I am working at a Christian school now. My background is in uh, law, and I did 20 years of legal and public policy for a group of uh, nonprofit organizations and found myself in the world of education about 15 years ago and uh, love it. And I think the reason that uh, I am in the uh, diversity conversation is because I am learning. I come from a non-diverse background. I come from a, a small uh, community in Wisconsin uh, where pretty much everybody in my school was white. We were uh, half Italians and half Germans, so I thought that was pretty diverse. Um, but uh, <laughs> you know, as I got out of Wisconsin into the rest of the world, I realized that there's a lot more diversity than what I was used to, and I enjoy the conversation. And I think one of the questions that we had been asked is how, how the four of us actually got together. And I know the reason that I'm here is actually because of Jenny Brady because when I started at the school that I'm at and Jenny was working there as the director of diversity, she annoyed me for year after year after year, um, telling me that I wasn't diverse enough and I had no idea what she meant um, (laughs) uh, until I started kind of looking into it and realized that, wow, there's a a whole lot I need to learn on this conversation. And so uh, Jenny's annoyance uh, really helped me in the conversation and, and that's where I came into this conversation. 
Well, I do think it's interesting because if anybody looks at us from the outside, they'd be like, wait, how did those four people get together? The diversity of age, of culture, of race, of everything that we represent does not naturally put us together. But I think that's the beauty of it is because I think we each sought each other out knowing that each person could bring something to the discussion and that we all wanted to learn. And so that's kind of how we formed in a group. Yeah. I remember coming to the group, like I said, I was a youth pastor before, and one of my superiors had had a relationship uh, with the school that we are all working at now because he had been working with, with Jenny. And so one day he connected us, and I think me, you, and Dan went to Rockfish. And from Dan's annoyance, yes, I think his annoyance <laughs> is what drew me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We, we got to talking, and I think I y'all invited me out to... Uh, speak to the seniors and just a couple of different things and from there the relationship kept building and it turned into a job opportunity as well. well and I almost want to back it up a little bit because why we want Dan and I wanted to talk to you is because there were things happening in our culture right. that we didn't know the perspective of s- the narrative of some of the discussion and so we were like we, we need to meet someone who understands what's going on and so you were recommended to us and so we quickly got on the phone and asked you to come to lunch right that was right around the police shootings the kneeling at the flag and like all of that kind of yeah was coming together yeah. at once I think I'm a little annoyed because you got rockfish. I think all I've gotten is torchies, <laughs> which, I mean, their tacos are rocking, but, you know. Is their queso pretty good at torchies? It's the yeah. best queso is in it? town. Okay. So anyway, I, yeah. back to what is this. So uh, one of the questions that we had to answer, and Jenny has done an extensive uh, dive into the whole diversity question, but people might be thinking, what, when you say diversity, what do you mean by diversity? And I think bi- biblically, Jenny, you want to be able to define When we say the word diversity, what are we talking about, Jenny? Well, I think it's just simply how God made each of us different. And um, we do use an acrostic for it. It's grace. So we look at gender, race, age, ability, culture, and economic status. But I think oftentimes it even goes deeper than that. Absolutely. I think that there's, um, you could have differences. You could have people who will come from the same background, but just even their experiences, I think from the mix of those and how they understand the world can be radically different just from ideas. Um, Even, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, introverts and extroverts and the way that they communicate or the way that they, you know, recharge um, and interact in larger, small spaces. And so I think just remembering all of those things helps us bring it together. And going to what you said about it being rooted in the Bible, um, I was talking to some of my students today in class with going over creation. And I was just telling them, I was like, you know, God creates all this. He creates this good world and fill it, filled with good stuff and good people. However, right, there's one part in the story where he says something is not good. And it's when he sees that man is alone. And from that, he creates woman. And it's after that, that the fullness of humanity, right? Adam, Adam, meaning humanity, and Eve's name in Hebrew meaning life. You get human life complete and the diversity even of the genders there. So you see that being like a part of God's idea of what humanity would look like from the very beginning. And somehow he knew it wouldn't be easy, right? Exactly. When he did that, but he did it for a purpose. And, and I think the beautiful part about it is even in Revelation, we see that our diversity does not leave us. I mean, when John witnessed heaven, he saw all tribes and he heard all tongues. And so it will go with us through eternity. So I guess the big question that mainly is, is why is diversity important to Christian schools? Well, I think in, in respect to our classrooms as a Christian school is if we remove the diversity, we're removing part of the essence of how God made us. Right. 
You know, we were talking in my AP class today about how the politically, the more politically correct way of addressing the system of mercantilism is that the colonies were of benefit to the parent country. And when we were being educated, when we were in school, it was the mother country. And my kids are like, but the mother country's giving birth to the colonies. It doesn't sound the same. It doesn't bear the same weight. You know, so it actually allows us to enrich our classrooms and it opens up the dialogue. And because we have the absolute truth of scripture, it gives us a solid standing. Not that it makes it any easier, because sometimes what we wind up doing is swimming against the current of culture. But I think it's a more accurate reflection of God's creation when we have biblical diversity and we, we intentionally address it in our classrooms. Yeah, and I think that um, when we talk about diversity, we talk about it in two different ways. We talk about it in institutional, systematic, and then we talk about it from the personal aspect. And so I think you're definitely hitting at it from from both of those angles in reality. We're talking about you know classroom instruction, but we're also talking about how kids are internalizing personally. Mm-hmm. But when we look at diversity in Christian schools, why, why is it important institutionally? Like, are there specific reasons that we feel it's important institutionally for our schools? Well, we know it improves the environment and the atmosphere. Um, it, it provides a more open forum for creativity. We tend to approach issues and problems in part based on life's experiences. And diversity plays into life's experiences. Um, so we know that it makes us better as an institution. It's definitely more reflective of what God's family looks like when we address diversity. Science shows that it actually gives us better results in the end. Problem solving tends to be better because you've got a little tug of war. You've got some push and some pull. So in that respect, it, it's, it's important and it solely improves us as, as an institution. Exactly. I think also as an institution, it creates a greater ability for all of us individually to be able to see the students and the families that come to our classrooms. I think about one of my favorite quotes from Dr. King. He was talking with one of his colleagues. I think it was, you know, near before his assassination as well. But he he makes a statement that he says, I fear that I'm, you know, integrating my people into a burning house. And like the idea of what he was afraid of was, you know, we may we're going to win this, you know, this fight of, you know, bringing everybody together. But in bringing everybody together, if you don't have the proper framework and mindset and and heart and mentality in order to sustain that integration, it can be it can be damaging. I was just in Memphis for Labor Day and my aunt was telling me a story. She works in the school system and, you know, as a young man coming to class, uh, hadn't eaten in two days, hadn't hardly got any sleep. He's I mean, head down. You know what you know what would look like from just a distance your typical disengaged you know student got sent out of class went to the principal's office eventually they were able to kind of get out of him what was going on got him something to eat sent him back to class and the teacher was still just like adamantly like on him even though he was trying to engage she went and gave a report that you know he wasn't engaged. and it was just kind of this there was just a misunderstanding and a lack of being able to see hey there's a lot more to my student than just them sitting in the classroom they're not just you know a number or they're not just here to get the grade but we have to be able to minister to the whole person and i think um as we're able to instill that into our institutions that allows us to be able to 
see that and act on that, uh, hopefully with, with more uh, sensitive eyes and hearts. One of the things I was always thinking of is why is diversity important? And I think, you know, um, Cindy said it, <clears throat> I think it makes the learning experience better. I remember reading Covey's book, The uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, uh, and his uh, habit number six was, you know, synergize, right? The idea of, you know, you, you have uh, a group of ideas coming together, and the more ideas you have, right, the, the better I'm able to draw from those different diverse backgrounds. And I, I think that's one of the things that, you know, I take very importantly, because critical thinking is a huge component of what I do at the school. It's a huge component of what my education is. And I think it's it's the concept of, you know, if I only look at ideas that I agree with, right, it's not going to stretch myself. And so one of the things that I'd always do in, in my life, right, was uh, is always if I had a particular idea of something, I'd read the other person, right? I'd read somebody who was opposed to me and try to incorporate their ideas. And I think it makes me better as a person. I think it makes the learning environment um, better. And I think it makes our students better, right? And I think one of the things we get into, and especially where our kids are now and you know, social media and the way that uh, media is in general, right, is kids can become silos, right, where they hear all the same voice. They, they're able to kind of narrow their focus into what they want to listen to. And I think it's important for us to say, hey, we need to diversify uh, the voices that you're listening right, to, the right. background, the experiences that you're having. Uh, and that's one of the things that Jenny brought up, right, when I would bring in speakers, she, she asked me, she goes, how come all the speakers look like you? And I said, well, because those are all the people I listen to. And she's like, maybe you need to listen to and, and read other people. And, and as I've done that over the last you know, few years, um, I think it's made me a better person. I know it's made our school better right. because we've been able to put different people in front of the students, people who love Jesus, right? I mean, that's, that's the, you know, they all love Jesus, but they look differently uh, from different walks, different, you know, backgrounds, uh, different educations, uh, different colors, all sorts of different things. And I think our student body and our, our, our environment has gotten better. The education has actually gotten better for the students as they've gone through here. So that's a really important aspect to me. Yeah, in my classroom, it makes it makes it possible, or it it eliminates the possibility that I will have a student that is invisible. Right. And I never want a, a child sitting in my classroom, no matter how old they are, how young they might be, to be invisible. I think it also affects not only our classrooms; it affects also, you know, our offices mm. and how we interact with each other. I know that um, Scientific American. Um, published an article that said how diversity makes us smarter and it says being around people who are different from us makes us more creative more diligent and more hardworking. it talks about how that we have to anticipate alternative viewpoints and we have to expect that reaching consensus will take effort but that that allows us to broaden our viewpoints and broaden our perspectives and so I think it's not only important for our classrooms but I think it's important for our offices as well so but in that same perspective I would also like to add that all of our mission statements in Christian schools I believe contain three key components. They contain the academic excellence, biblical truth, and then impacting the world for Christ. And I would question whether we're able to do those well, that if we're able to fulfill that mission statement well without diverse communities. And so that would be one systematic question I would have. So, And, and like we said at the beginning, we're probably going to have a lot more questions than we are answers as we go through here, but we're inviting you into the dialogue. Um, and I think that's one of the questions that I've always had. And, and Jenny, we've, we've talked about this in the past as well is um, when we when we introduce the idea that we want diversity because I mean there may be somebody listening who says yeah that's a great idea that that would make my environment better that would make me better but like you said to Tamarcus is diversity has a cost to it as well so think about that aspect of a school or an environment where you want to increase the diversity 
like, are we going to talk about the the challenges to increasing diversity? What what hurdles are we're going to run into? What does that actually look like from a practical standpoint? And I think part of the question is, is if diversity is beneficial, like all it's been stated, then why is it so hard? What makes diversity so hard? I think part of what makes diversity so hard is what makes relationships in general hard. I think the diversity aspect just kind of adds to it, but all of us are naturally bent towards self. I want to do what's comfortable. I tend to see the world through my own experiences and in the way I've felt about things and the way I see things to be true. And so when asked to step outside of that and to consider somebody else's viewpoint and to um, take into account other people's experiences and the things that they've um, had to deal with that I may have never dealt with or may never will have to deal with, that takes a lot of humility and that takes a lot of dying to self. And I think that's that's hard for us. That's what makes marriage hard. That's what makes friendships hard. And that's part of a, a big thing that makes um, this fight in diversity hard as well. Yeah, as a teacher, I have to be willing to accept that I, although I'm quote unquote the repository of all knowledge in my classroom, that I don't know everything. Right. And that what I think I know may be inaccurate. So as Tamarcus remarked just a moment ago, I have to be willing to be vulnerable when doing this. I have to be willing to listen to listen and learn, not necessarily listen to argue. We're really good at the arguing part. Exactly. We're not very good at the listening to learn part. But that that's hard. I mean, because if we are self-centered, right, and, and, and not not necessarily in a in just a bad way, but we see the world through our own through eyes, our own through our eyes. own lens, exactly. right, through our own experiences. And so even if we want to broaden that, sometimes we don't know what we don't know. Exactly. Right. And then, um, you know, from, from Cindy's perspective, the, the, the concept of being able to say, um, sometimes we need to learn to listen, right? And it's like, well, who, who do we need to listen to? And what are the questions that we need to ask? Because if I don't know what I don't know, I feel like I'm you know, I'm kind of swimming upstream. I don't even know what direction to go in. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that, that we talk about and we're going to talk about, right, is the, is the concept of we've we've done a lot of these things uh, at our particular institution. Jenny's been here for, what, 15, 20-something years? position for 15 years, yeah. Right, so she's, she's you know, made great headway, and, and there's a lot that she has learned and that, that, that we have experienced, and I think we're going to share some of those things as we go through so we can, we can dive into some of the practical aspects so that people don't feel lost, like, you know, hey, I want to I increase the diversity, but I have no idea what you're talking about. What are the hurdles I'm going to run into? Why is this so difficult? That's what this program is going to be about. So I know that we hope that people listen and engage with us, right, learn with us, because we've still got so much to learn, um, but hopefully this is going to be a, uh, an experiment Right between the four of us and the community that we that we grow into, uh, where we uh, where we all get better because of it. And I do want to add that I do believe if you're willing to to join in the dialogue with us, this is important for everybody. Oftentimes I'm asked, why is diversity important to me? I'm a white woman. What does it have to do with me? You put aside my background of growing up in um, a different country, and they're right. The question is there. I am able to opt into the conversation and I'm able to opt out. And so what I have learned in opting into the conversation is that I've learned more about God and who he is because he isn't how I put him in a box. He is bigger than that. And so that is the beauty of it. We want you to come into this conversation with us so that you learn more about God and who he is and his purpose for us, but that also so that your personal relationships with others are able to be 
more dynamic. You're able to learn from each other. And then we're able to um, come together as a group of Christian schools and show unity, the unity that Paul talks about in the New Testament, that unity that people are drawn to us because they don't understand why we love each other. So I think that that's what we're hoping to accomplish with these podcasts. Thank you for listening to Grace 360. As always, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are for educational purposes and are not intended to be divisive or inflammatory in nature. We hope you listened and learned as much as we have in the process of producing the show and pray you'll join us for our next episode. You can find us on social media. We would love to have you as part of our discussion with your thoughts and questions. Once again, thank you for listening to Grace 360.